At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Waiting in hour number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. I want to give out the pro tip for hour number one. It does come to us from that uh, AFC title game. And again, you're seeing the numbers move all week, right? Opened up with the Chiefs as a favorite. And, of course, it wasn't any new information, but the betting public went ham on the Bengals, right? Got that number all the way as high as two, two and a half out there. And now we're seeing the pendulum swing back down. And really the thought process here is be careful about these injuries because, remember, there's only four teams left. I, I, I keep – you know, goofing on Andy Reid, it was pretty funny if you heard Andy Reid on Sunday or Monday. He's like, well, you know, I guess it was reported he's got a he's got an ankle sprain. That seems to be accurate. Like, that was pretty good. That's pretty good Andy Reid, right? Good, yeah. So, like, they're not going to be on the up and up. Like, Mahomes could be really, really more hobbled than he was when the injury happened, or he could be 100% and we or 90%. We just don't know. So, do not look to the teams – for transparency now. And certainly that's going to factor into your handicap because they're just not going to be shooting straight with you. There's, got, there's no reason for them to do so. I've got another example out of 49ers practice for you today. Debo, uh, Debo Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell all won't practice with various injuries, according to Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan said there are no guarantees, but he's expecting them to play Sunday. They're going to play Sunday. I don't even know why Kelly gave us that report. Yeah, exactly. But, but by the way, and again, that, that is just very quickly, just, that's the pro tip, though, for this hour, is when you see this stuff, it's going to be like smoke screens. I mean, it really is. And this is, there's just no reason. And by the way, the other teams, it's not really affecting them. It's affecting the betting markets. It's the betting markets that, are, that might get bamboozled a little bit here. So, again, just know that going in, that you're probably not going to get a straight answer from the coaches, from the medicals. Uh, certainly, just look who practices. That's really going to tell you, and at least Kelly's point there is, those guys aren't going to practice. I guarantee you they're going to play in that game. So, that's just the way that that's going to break down. That's the pro tip for hour number one. Again, you've accessed up to 20 of those a day across the VEASAN spectrum. When you become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, all you have to do is go to VEASAN.com. You can sort those out by show and or by sport. I can't wait till Sunday, man. I, oh, I want to get – You know, it's interesting because you're a big Cowboys fan. 
I don't, Kelly, you don't have an NFL team, do you? Vikings used to be money Cowboys on, once upon a time. Oh, that's how you got employed here. They don't hire anybody unless they're a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I forgot. Should be no, a rule. No, no, I, think, I've, I'm, I'm, I feel like you got to turn in your fanhood card once you start betting against your team. It's hard to say you're a fan when, you, when you're betting against your team. So, I don't know. Well, that, that's how I treat it. Like, Dave, you don't bet against the Cowboys, right? I don't. But I always tell everybody, you know, when they say they don't bet against their team, I always say, I'm sorry, I missed you at the last owner's meeting at the Biltmore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I should be in. Uh, Jerry, that's a shout-out to Jared Jones. You should make me a, somehow a part owner. I'll talk to Steven about that. Uh, so, again, uh, just remember that going in, that these we're going to keep looking for these injury reports. It's really going to tell you more than what the teams actually say. So, to Kelly's point, three key cogs of that Niner machine not practicing. They're going to play. Very quickly, we talked about it a little bit last week. You know, the Cowboys on that short week on the Monday night game, people do forget that. Uh, now it's the Niners that had the disadvantage of playing on the late game on Sunday. Eagles did play on the Saturday. So they get that one extra day of rest in a physical game. I mean, if you watch that Cowboy-Niner game, you're not going to see a more physical game, at least not in this day and age of pro football, than you saw last Sunday. Yeah, I, I don't want to defend your Cowboys, but that was a two-day differential, right? The Niners played on Saturday. Yep. Uh, you had to fly down to Tampa, then you go to San Francisco. This was a home game for the Niners. They played you know, a little bit less than 24 hours. But I thought the point you brought up that was excellent, which is this was one of the most physical games we've seen in a number of years. We've seen the way the game has changed a little bit mm-hmm. from a physicality standpoint. And I thought that was a war of attrition. I, I love it. A friend of mine sent me a text. He goes, this is a game for grown men. And that's exactly what that game was. And we saw it. Now, let's see how it impacts Philadelphia. I'm sorry, San Francisco in this game against Philadelphia. I think both championships games are terrific. And I was making the point earlier, like myself, I'm going to bet the Chiefs, but I'm not going uh, crazy on this one because I think it's a toss-up tough game. I think the Chiefs prevail. Uh, I don't have a side. I think San Francisco is the better team, but I think Philadelphia is going to win. But I'm looking forward to these because I think when you look at it, I really believe in the NFC the two best teams are there. In the AFC, I didn't necessarily jump on the Bengals as quickly as everybody else. Uh, but I think we have the two best teams in that league. And I think to have the four best teams, and regardless of who wins, I think the Super Bowl on paper looks like it's going to be really good, especially when you're looking at a one- or two-point spread either way. Uh, you know, having Steve Mackinan on uh, last hour, what was interesting to me about the data that he showed now, it's one versus twos. And obviously when you have ones versus twos, you know how good these offenses can be. The Niners really had it rolling offensively until the Cowboy game, right? But we talked about it a little bit yesterday. The Eagles didn't have to run it up on the Giants, or they could have put 40 up. I am starting to lean towards that over 46.5. The only reason is, is the Niners have the number one rush defense in the NFL. Okay? I don't know that Sirianni is going to shoe the rush because they do run it pretty well themselves. But they've got dudes on the outside that should be able to take, a, take care of the one weakness the Niners have, and that could be that some of those corners. And if you get the right matchups, I could see big plays coming from that Eagle offense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But the other thing is the Eagles running game, I would not necessarily look at it as a traditional running game. It's not, right. And when you look at Hertz's ability to put pressure on the defense, they'll get Sanders going inside or outside. So I think it'll be a challenge for San Francisco more so a little bit than Dallas. The one thing with Dallas I thought was a little bit easier to focus in on. When Zeke's in the game, you know they're going to go between the tackles, generally mm-hmm. speaking. When Pollard's in there, they're going to go to the perimeter. So I think it makes it a little bit easier to be able to gauge uh, this one is going to come down for me. You've got two potential. I don't want to say Joe's going to Canton yet, but he's tra- he's projecting in that direction, right? Yeah. His trajectory is there. You've got two guys that are appearing to be Canton bound, and you've got two other guys trying to establish themselves in the league. Th- this sh- should be fantastic. I-, I really can't wait. And, you know, if you like, this is a rare scenario where you look at a fourth team and you go, San Francisco, who's the fourth betting odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl, they can win the Super Bowl just as easily as any of the other three teams. I, I agree. I, I Really, I, I don't recall getting to a Final Four where it's this big of a toss-up. Also, Steve's point here was, if you're looking at some of those totals, remember, 46.5 in the NFC title game, 47 in the AFC. Historically, the numbers bear out that the road team, in this case would be Cincinnati and San Francisco, mm-hmm. you better put up 20 or else you don't have a shot to win these games, historically, right? Yeah. Do we worry? I'm like, the Bengals are going to put up 20 against the against the Chiefs defense, aren't they? At least? Uh, you would think so. But then again, I think most people thought the Buffalo Bills would put up at least 11 points against Cincinnati. Yeah, good point. And again, the other side of that equation would be the Niners. That's where it might get a little bit more difficult to say. Remember, they had it rolling. And I know we have recency bias. And we look back to the, the Cowboy game ago. They scored one touchdown. And it was 
aided by a lot of penalties on one drive. Outside of that was four Robbie Gold field goals. You better not go to Philadelphia and kick four Robbie Gold field goals or you're not going to win that game. I would agree with you there. you got right. you got to convert those, those into sixes. So I'm looking again. Remember, all four unders uh, cashed last week. Yeah. I'm looking maybe for these totals to go back up this week and see if we get more points than we saw uh, in the divisional round. Let's get to college basketball here very quickly uh, in the time that we have. Uh, I, I look at them now as one of your teams, Connecticut, mm-hmm. because you were the first one to really diagnose this team You know, back in December, early December, as a team that had a lot more ability than people might have thought. They hit the skids. Now they're going to lay six and a half at home against the X-Men. Yeah. Romain Sato is not walking through that door. David West is not walking through that door. Are you taking the six and a half with the Road Musketeers? I am not in this spot. Revenge spot for Connecticut. Remember, they got beat December 31st at the Cintas Center in Cincinnati. The big thing in that game, though, Dave, was the fact that the uh, Musketeers shot 28 free throws. Whoa. UConn shot nine. And that was the biggest difference in that matchup. I think Connecticut bounces back here, gets the win. Uh, a little bit of a precarious number for me, but the game's at Gamble. I like uh, UConn to win this one in stores tonight. I, I think they got a better shot of covering than taking the X-Men here. I, I think this is a good opportunity for Danny Hurley's team to get back on track. This is kind of when they started their downfall a little bit. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. I think we will not see uh, X shooting plus 19 free throw attempts at the line, and that'll be the difference in this one. All right, so maybe that number uh, not uh, that big. So Maul's going to lean towards the Huskies overtaking the points with the X-Men. Uh, Wisconsin, defense. That's what I think of. I, mm-hmm. Like Dick Bennett will forever be like the, 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 the yeah. catalyst for Wisconsin basketball, right? Now they're going to Maryland, fear, fear the turtle. And the Terps going to lay four and a half. They've been an up-and-down team. Are they up tonight enough that you want to lay the four and a half? Listen, I'm not laying the, any points with the Twerps, regardless of whether they're at home or not. Uh, to me, this team is inconsistent. You know, Willard got all excited because he beat Illinois back on December 2nd. They had that 71-66 game. Remember the post-game presser I'm watching? He's, like, trying to be funny. He goes, nobody's phone rings or anything. He goes, can you turn off your cell phones? I'm like, dude, you won one game. Relax. You'll get run out of here in three years. Don't ah. worry about it. Uh, this program right now, they they had not been able to beat these teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, they beat Ohio State at home. They had a great second half, and they beat Michigan at home. But other than that, they lose at Purdue. They were trying to make a furious comeback there. They get crushed on January 1 in Chrysler by 35 by the Maize and Blue. Um, they get run out of uh, College Park by UCLA. This is a play for me. I would not take Wisconsin right now. I would wait. The other night, I took Kansas plus 8.5 against Baylor in-game. At some point in time, I'm sure, Whiskey's going to be down – four or five points in the game. You're going to be able to get a seven and a half or an eight and a half. Take, take Wisconsin there. Badgers will cover that number in play. Unlikely that they get blown out. I would lean towards whiskey with the points here at the four and a half. They lost at Welsh Ryan by three the other day. Mm-hmm. They're still a good basketball team. It is feast or famine for the, from the perimeter for this team right now. When you look at the Maryland Terrapins, uh, I like Wisconsin on the road, catching the points, but I'm not going to take the four and a half. If it gets to five, I would play it. Anything above five is a good play here. There, I've seen a m- mostly fives actually in the market of all. Okay. There's a couple five and a halves out there. Too. Right, five and a half Whoa. is definitely a go. Wow. And by the way, the total was 125. So yeah. we're expecting a, a low score, right? And that's exactly what Whiskey wants to do. Absolutely. All right, so maybe uh, look at that thing and, and think about Wisconsin. But I'm all, love what you said there, too. If you don't get the five and a halfs out there, if you can't mm-hmm. find them, right? Yeah. Wait. If you've got the in-play possibilities to Amal's point, you're probably going to get the better of the number at some point if Maryland goes up four or five early. You look at the in-game, maybe you're going to get Wisconsin plus seven, seven and a half. That might be the fireable spot. Absolutely right. All right. More college basketball when we come back next is a big card uh, coming up tonight, and I want to get Amal's thoughts on that. Come on back. Big Bets rolls on here on Decent. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, while well, the VSIN experts have got you covered, become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down the brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. I can't believe them all. We're talking about breaking down the brackets. But as we continue our college basketball conversation, we're getting closer. End of January here. Conference play is certainly, uh, you know, front and center right now in the college basketball world before we get to February. And then, boom, we're right there for the conference tournaments and March Madness. A team that I know is still the betting favorite to cut down the nets, that would be the Houston Cougars. Now, they're third in the country. I don't think anybody really cares about that when we talk about the betting markets. But they feel like this is still the best team no matter what their ranking is. Do you view them the same way? I do, but, you know, I'm biased. So I, I think the uh, the Cougars are the team to beat. Look, Alabama's played extremely well. They have been sensational, and I think the confidence has grown with that team. They had that big, big win uh, at the Fertitta Center earlier this year. Coming mm-hmm. back, uh, Houston had like a 15-point lead. Cougs had a I got to tell you, they ran one of the best inbound plays I've seen in a while at the end of the game against Temple. And Traymond Marks got an opportunity to just, it's about a two to three footer, and it just rims out on him. They would have won the game. They would have still been at number one. Look, the Cougs are in a conference. They're going to dominate. Reminds me a little bit back of UNLV when they were dominating their days, not at that level, but still, you got a couple of first round picks on this team with Sasser and Walker. Now you go into Orlando against UCF. Should be probably their highest attended game of the regular season. Excuse me, Johnny Dawkins' team is feast or famine from the perimeter. They're going to live and die by the three-point shot. If you're making them, they got a great shot to cover. If they're not against a Houston team that really defends, it's going to be a problem. And we saw this number, Sean and I were talking before we came back during the commercial break, this number's gone from 8.5 to as high as 10.5. Not surprised by the move there. Didn't play this game, but I think the Cougars, the one thing with Kelvin's teams, man, they come off a loss, they're going to be focused. So laying the 10, you'd lean that way, even though it's not the best of the number from the over- overnight of eight and a half. No, I wouldn't lay the 10. Okay. I, I would not lay it, but I, I, I think they've got a shot to cover it. No way at that number on the road in a conference game would I lay it. Very quickly, you mentioned Houston. Mm-hmm. They're going to dominate their conference, right? Does that hurt them when they get to the postseason? It's not a Gonzaga situation where you feel like they don't play anybody Correct. out west in the non-com, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point you bring up, Dave, because we're used to the Zags only playing one team, which is in the conference championship game here against the Australian national team, better known as Randy Bennett St. Mary's team. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, uh, when you look at it, the Zags have never tested during the regular season. Now, they have been this year. By the way, this is the first time in, God, a, a couple of decades I can remember the WCC tournament's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because we're not sure that uh, 
it's going to be a Gonzaga that wins it. Uh, SMC's got a great chance to be able to win it, so it should be pretty interesting. All right, so we'll see if Houston uh, navigates their conference, but it will not be the same comparison, I don't believe, to what we normally do traditionally with the Zags. Let's talk about Pittsburgh, a team that I know that you liked earlier yeah. this year, a little bit of kind of spunky uh, pi- uh, Panthers th- this, this time around. They're going to lay three against the Demon Deacons today at Pitt. So if you're looking at Wake Forest, you can look at the money line play there at plus $1.35. Would you look that way, or how are you looking at that small number of three? Um, you know, normally speaking, uh, this type of home favorite is a team I would take. I think Pittsburgh bounces back, but I'm not going to play it because I think Wake is very capable of winning this game. I love Tyrese Appleby and, uh, Tyree Appleby and the job he's done so far this year for this Wake Forest team. He's done a really nice job averaging about 18 points a game. On the flip side, Pittsburgh coming off that home loss against uh, Florida State the other day. Mm-hmm. They were down 10 at the break. They took a three-point lead. Uh, couldn't do anything after that. Burton and Henson have been tremendous. Averaging probably, I want to say, about 33, 34 points a game as a combo. Um, this would be a tough game. Look, to me, Dave, this kind of is similar to the game between Maryland and Wisconsin. If you can get Wake at 6.5, 7.7, seven, seven, anything over 6, six and a half or better during the in-game opportunity. I would look at that. Maybe if you like Pittsburgh here uh, at home in the Oakland Zoo, you wait and see if this number comes down a little bit. Maybe you get an in-play of Pittsburgh catching a point, point and a half. Let's say Wake jumps out to a 10-2 lead or something like that early on. Maybe you can get Pitt at minus, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a plus a one and a half or something like that. All right, so maybe look for the in-game spot there for Wake Forest and Pittsburgh. How about uh, Aggies, uh, Texas A&M here? They're going to go to War Eagle. Yeah down there in the Plains and take on Auburn. So A&M is going to catch four and a half on the road. What do you make of uh, Bruce Pearl and Auburn uh, this time around? Uh, you know, look, th- this team is playing pretty decent. They've won five in a row, which is obviously playing well. But I don't buy them as good as their 16-3 and three record. Mm. You know, to me, th- they're a solid team. But when you look at right now, the games they played, they had a good win against Arkansas at home. They lose at Georgia. They beat Ole Miss, Mississippi State, at LSU, and Ole Miss were road games. And they won at South Carolina. Everyone wins at South Carolina. It's taken an opportunity to play bingo, right? Like you, you get a chance. You get a free square there. Um, but I don't think this team is that good. And to me, this is a game against the Aggies who've gotten things turned around. When you look at Buzz's team, they were really struggling, but they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. They're starting to get on track. This will not be an easy game, and I think that's why you've seen this number come down. I believe the overnight was six and a half. Mm. Um, I kind of regret not playing it. Now down to four and a half. Don't want to touch this one either way. But I think this is going to be a tight, tough, competitive game. When I look at the SEC right now, for me, obviously the best team is uh, Alabama. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on Tennessee winning the SEC uh, conference tournament. I-, I love Rick Barnes's team. I like them more than I like uh, Alabama, but I got to give right now Alabama the credit for what they've been able to accomplish. Right below those two teams is Kentucky. If Wheeler can be a little bit more consistent at the point guard position, mm-hmm. if C.J. Frederick is healthy, would Shebway and Toppin, the, Toppin, they've got size. They're a dangerous team. They're going to be a tough out. So, to me, pay attention to the Wildcats. And then when you start to look at the rest of the teams, I got Auburn in there. A&M's really starting to uh, do well. Missouri's another team. Gates' team. We saw them going to Ole Miss last night, scored a billion points, crushed my under. They couldn't miss in that first half. They're a good basketball team. I think it's kind of like tiered out in the SEC right now. Let's go way out west, and this is interesting to me because Utah State is catching seven at San Diego State. Now, we know that the Aztecs at home, yeah. it's a really tough place to play, but Absolutely. we also were talking about this Utah State squad. They can really shoot it from deep. Uh, is this too deep a number if you like uh, San Diego State to lay seven? I didn't realize it gotten up that high. I thought it was a little bit lower when we were talking earlier in the commercial. Um, I would look at the Aggies here in the seven. Uh, this is just too good of a shooting team. But you mentioned it this, so far this year, Aztecs nine and one at the VAS Center, uh, which is a surprising loss, right? This team just generally doesn't lose. When you think of great teams at home over the last 10 years, there's five teams really on that list. Kansas, Duke, mm-hmm. San Diego State is up there. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I, uh, the Zags, thank you. Uh, the Zags were another team up there. So, you know, those are four of the five teams. Uh, but when you look at how dominant they've been at home, but this is an experience, a little bit older team, sh- team that shoots 49% from the floor, tremendous from the three-point line at 43% among the best in the nation. Real quick, I just want to see what the numbers are on them. Number one in the nation. Wow. Number one. There's, there's nobody better than this team on the perimeter. Good free throw shooting team as well. So I think this is too big of a number. But the one area where the Aggies struggle a little bit 
Sometimes they don't have the athleticism to match up, and I think San Diego State's tenacity on defense could present some challenges here. But I would look at the Aggies and take the points here. Just to kind of reiterate, I didn't play any of these games here so far, but I'll be looking at a lot of in-play opportunities tonight, and I think if you can be uh, just vigilant and be patient, you're going to get some great opportunities. Almost 95% of games, there's very rarely there's a TCU-Oklahoma game. Last night the line was 5 it was straight up a wire-to-wire right. job by Jamie Dixon's team. It was 11 nothing before Oklahoma even knew what was going on. They end up winning that game by 30. Yeah, so the point being is you're probably going to get some in-play scenarios that are going to be better than than the pregame scenarios here with the exception of that TCU game. Well, it was a perfect example. You and I were together on Saturday. I had Clemson. They are minus one in that game. Uh, you could take a money line at minus 120. And they're down three at the break. I'm sorry, six at the break. They were minus three second half, so plus three for the game. You're almost always in a basketball game. NBA Kelly knows this as well as anybody in the association every night. Hell, you don't even have to know. Just look at what the number is. Kind of second quarter? Let's see here. I mean, it happened. We mentioned it yesterday, the Portland Spurs game two nights ago. And just got to give it a little bit of time. A little bit of time. Again, it takes discipline. It takes a little time sometimes. It does. But to that Clemson point, by the way, Clemson won by one. Yeah, exactly. So it was a push for that. But if you took the, the second half number, you won easily by uh, Clemson plus three. Great point there, Dave. Even if Clemson, Hunter Tyson misses that three-point shot, he gets fouled. Now, Tech's got to go, excuse me, Virginia Tech's got to go down and make both free throws. Yeah, so again, I, I think that's the exercise here is you, you just have to look and be patient here because you're probably going to get the better of the number uh, going forward. Very quickly, we mentioned Houston and the conference they play in. Alabama now the, the new number one, right? Yeah. How good is, I know the Big 12 in your eyes is the best conference. Where is the SEC in that pecking order? Hey, buddy, you're not trying to push the SEC into the number one spot, are you? No, no. no okay, no, no. I'm just, just making sure. They got the number they're, one. They're the second best conference in the country. It's not close. The Big 10 is third. I think there's some serious separation. Big 12, SEC, and then the Big 10. And then I'd put the Pac-12 uh, as number four. And, and then the I, ACC at five? Well, first of all, Oof. by the way, oh, I got good news for you. Sean told me the NIT is going to be in Las Vegas. Good opportunity to see Syracuse in person for you. Come on, Coach B. Let's get it together there. <laughs> A tough loss against Carolina. But, boy, you know, Carolina was preseason number one, right? They're unranked. Duke is Not Duke. my poll. Duke is Duke. But, like, how far back has the ACC drifted? Virginia's the best team in that league. Not very good. When we come back, let's talk pro basketball with our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel. Uh, Next, our senior NBA analyst joins us here on Big Bets. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all postseason long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for all of the details. We keep rolling on this Wednesday edition here of Big Bets alongside of Marshall. I am Dave Ross. Let's bring in our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. So, Jonathan, um, the Lakers have to be live now in the futures market after getting Rui Achimura away from D.C., right? I mean, is it, are, the, are the Lakers going all in? Will there be more moves to come? Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, guys. <laughs> we just watched the Clippers absolutely destroy <laughs> The Los Angeles Lakers last night, and you want to open up with the Lakers' perspective, <laughs> not the Clippers' perspective. Well, well Is, for, am I getting this correct? Well, get first it, of, all, first correct. of all, I disagree with you on the destruction. It was a seven-point game at the end of one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, no. Paul. Uh, but seriously, look, I think when it comes to Hachimura, guys, like I, I do think, look, he, he's a really good piece. I, I think the price is what makes it a good piece, right? You're only shipping off a few second-round picks, and Kendrick Nunn, who's like a fringe rotation guy, he fits well off ball. Uh, if they can fix the sh- like the shooting, because people expect him to be a pretty good three-point shooter, but he career-wise, it's only about 35.6%, I believe, and much of that comes from last year where he shot 40%. The rest of his years have been sub-34. So, like, th- there's something there with Hachimura, but, like, if you're running to the window to bet the Lakers after acquiring <laughs> Ruch- uh, Rui Hachimura, you know, I'll book that for you, right? Like, it makes him better, but it's more about the price and what he potentially could be 
as opposed to what he actually adds to this team, you know? Well, let's stay on this one just to annoy you a little bit more. AD's going to be back tomorrow, <laughs> I believe. Uh, where do you see the Lakers? Oh, to, I'm sorry, tonight. Yeah, today, yep. today is Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And they're laying seven against uh, San Antonio. Tuesday, yeah. And so, I mean, how much of an impact can he have? JVT, I don't know how you view Anthony Davis. What Giannis is now and what the Joker are right now is I thought what Kelly and I talked about AD should have been five years ago. The best player, one of the two best players in the world. Yeah, no, I agree. And he shows flashes, right? I mean, before yeah. he went down, he was having a pretty dominant stretch. But yeah, I wrote about this today in the uh, the game notes today, guys. Like, when you look at it, you'd expect, okay, LeBron James and Anthony Davis back on the floor together. This is going to be freaking awesome, right? But when you actually sift through the numbers, when they're on the floor, Los Angeles only has a plus 2.3 net rating. Their offense isn't really great. It's their defense, which is solid. And, you know, it's really above average. It's defensive rating of 110 when they're both together. But it's not like they're, like, dominant by any stretch, right? You know, to bring this back to my Clippers, uh, when you have, like, the one thing you were hanging your hat on with the Clippers, right, is, and I brought this up to you guys before, there's, like, a dominant net rating, a dominant defensive rating, and a really good offensive rating when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play together. They just don't play that together that often. With the Lakers, you're not even getting that with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So maybe that gets better with Hachimura now in the mix, and that Russell Westbrook-Hachimura dynamic does really help, right, because remember they played together in Washington, mm-hmm. so there's maybe something there. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, look, Davis is good. He's a really great piece. But again, even with everything together with the Los Angeles Lakers, I think the most you're hoping for is a playoff berth. And even then, the odds that you're getting right now are not something that are worth betting on, given their position in the standings and the statistical return on the team. Let's stay out west with another team not named the Clippers to talk about here. How about Golden State as they take on Memphis and what could be a marquee matchup tonight with two teams, Jonathan? It doesn't feel contrived. It feels like there's some animosity here. Golden State laying three and a half against the Grizzles tonight. What do you make of this matchup? So I laid two and a half early with the Warriors. So we're up to three and a half. It's not like unplayable now at this point. So what the first thing guy is like the home court uh, is something I was a little slow on the uptick. Home court has meant something here in this post or in this regular season, right? We're upwards of about three and a half points uh, somewhere around there for the value of home court this year. So when you're talking about two and a half against the Grizzlies team that one has struggled on the road, uh, 11 and 13 straight up, 8, 14 and two against the spread away from home and a Grizzlies team that's not going to have Steven Adams. Uh, those are two things that I thought two and a half was pretty cheap here for the Golden State Warriors. So uh, in there, remember the Warriors, 17 and six straight up as well, 15 and eight against the number with the second best defensive uh, rating at home in non-garbage time. I thought this was a number play. Again, I, I think that's still probably a playable at three and a half, but Steven Adams is big, man. He's obviously an awesome offensive rebounder. He's a big reason why they're so good on the offensive glass. And uh, he's a really good the thing we don't talk about enough, a really hard and physical screen setter, which frees up guys like John Morant to get to the basket. And with Xavier Tillman at center, uh, the Grizzlies, not great, negative 4.4 net rating. So I thought that was all enough to play the Warriors at a cheap number. Yeah, Stephen Adams, one of the few guys from down under. Well, he's from New Zealand, actually, but uh, from that actually, part of the world. Actually, a lot of guys that live in Australia. The, well, I think there's like 25 million people that live there. <laughs> but, uh, but no, what I was getting ready to say, one of the few guys that's tough enough to actually be able to play footy down there. I mean, he's a tough guy. Yeah. To your point, hopefully T. Morant doesn't have to fight George Kittle tonight. So this should be an interesting one. You got a good number here <laughs> as it's now gone up to three and a half in favor of the Warriors. But, JVT, I want to go to... The game of the night, in my opinion, taking place in Philadelphia. Sixers come in having won five in a row, playing well. Brooklyn comes in having won two in a row, but, you know, so-so up and down in their last 10, five and five. Numbers at five and a half. Any particular edge one way or the other you see in this matchup? Uh, first off, what do you think the threshold is for, like, how much money you make per year that you don't get kicked out of a game like that, like Shannon Sharp? Mm. Like, can I pick fights with Dylan Brooks at a Lakers game and get kicked out? I don't think I make enough money. Uh, regardless. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> so with this, I haven't seen, maybe you guys have an update. Joel Embiid was listed as questionable mm-hmm. at last look on the injury report. Uh, and that's obviously, yeah, yeah, so that's like that's the big deal here, right? You don't know if Embiid's status, and it's foot soreness, so they could rule him out at any moment. And if that's going to be the case, this thing's going to start to head toward the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And I'll say this, if Embiid does not play, uh, Embiid on the floor, defensive rating of 108.8. When he's off the floor, 116. Mm. Those games tend to go over. Those games tend to go a little bit quicker. So if uh, he does not play and this total doesn't really um, uh, factor that in enough, then I think that might be a play over the total. But right now with Embiid status, this is a stay away until you know what his, uh, what his deal is. 225.5 is the total. What is a number where if Embiid doesn't play, you would look at up to that you would go over on? I was thinking about like 227.5, okay. somewhere in that range, maybe a little bit higher. But they, they are, like I mentioned, they get a little bit quicker, It's but it's more about the, the lack of defensive intensity without a Joel Embiid out there and how poor they can get on that end of the floor. When they, when they didn't have them all, 
think there was like a five-game stretch. I'll have to go back and look somewhere in that range. Six-game stretch. Uh, but I think four or five of those games went over the total without him. Yeah, and by the way, if you're clamoring to take an over, just bet the Spurs game over. I mean, they only give up a buck forty-seven on Monday yeah. night to uh, Portland, Dave. Yeah, seven is is that number with the Lakers, but that total right now is about two forty-three and a half. It's you... three quarters of the way through, no problem. <laughs> uh, JVT, I've given up on. Uh, the Nuggets, and I took an underplay before the season started, and that does not look good. But they should lose tonight. They're they're getting ten and a half in Milwaukee against the Bucks. Uh, what do you make of this big number here with the Nuggets, the best team in the West right now, getting double digits? So second leg of a back-to-back. Yeah, they won a one-point game yesterday. By the way, for those who did not notice, uh, they had to go to review late last night. I don't know if anybody was watching this. It was a one-point game. The Nuggets won it by one. They were laying three. Jose Alvarado tried to foul with no time left to put them on the uh, free-throw line that would have pushed the number. Uh, They went and reviewed, and they didn't – they did not get the free throws. So I thought it was an interesting anecdote. But the (laughs) Nuggets, guys, uh, after winning that game, probably – we know no Jamal Murray. They've been sitting him on second legs of back-to-backs, especially against Eastern Conference or non-divisional opponents. Uh, Jokic has been dealing with hamstring tightness. He's been popping up on the injury report, has missed some time, played yesterday. This number says that nobody's playing, right? Right. Jamal Murray's not playing. Jokic isn't playing. Also worth noting that a tornado delayed their flight into Milwaukee last night. I think they landed at about 2, 2 2.30 a.m. Milwaukee time. Uh, so that's probably something that factors into this as well. But I would not expect with this number that Jokic is going to be on the floor. Yeah, your morning injury report for this game is KCP, Jokic, Murray, Bones Highland, Michael Porter Jr., all with the questionable tag given for this game I, today. I'd say what I like Bones Highland off the bench. He's a VCU mm-hmm. guy, very solid mm-hmm. for this team. And you mentioned Michael Porter Jr., unfortunately, uh, family dealing with some issues right now with his brother. So we'll see what happens there. By the way, real quick, I want to stay on this Denver theme. Is the Joker going for the Larry Bird 84 to 86 three-peat here on the MVP? I mean, this guy's number three in the league and assist at 9.9. Um, absolutely. Here's the thing. Well, this is very simple. With, with Nikola Jokic on the floor, this team has a net rating in comparison with the Boston Celtics and some of the best teams in the uh, NBA. When he's off the floor, their net rating is two points worse than the San Antonio Spurs. I, I think that should tell you all you need wow. to know about how valuable he is. <laughs> You know, I look at the the odds, though. So, Jokic right now is minus forty. JVT. Are there any other playable numbers for somebody? You know, you look at Ja, 30 to 1. KD, we know with the injury, 35 to 1. Steph getting back in the mix, 40 to 1. Tatum, 7 to 1. Embiid's 8 to 1. Luka is the second betting favorite, plus 425. Is it Jokic or Bust? You mentioned, you know, maybe some issues coming up injury-wise. That could always be something uh, that's hard to handicap. Any other playable numbers in that market? So I think there's one if you haven't gotten involved yet. Um, so like, look, I don't think the, the Mavericks are going to win enough games. You, Kelly and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. I think if you're circling one, Dave, Jason Tatum hasn't gotten worse, right? Mm. Like he's still the best player on the best team in the Eastern Conference. His numbers are still comparable to what he was putting up at the beginning of the year when he was one of the favorites to win this award. At the very least, when you're talking about this market and the way it is priced, I would say that Jason Tatum has a better opportunity and chance to win this award than Luka Doncic. So that in itself itself gives you, I think, some value in circling a Jason Tatum type at seven or eight to one. I think at this point right now, that is the only guy that is worth circling right now. If you have not gotten involved, it would be Tatum. By the way, just got a quick shout out. DeMontis Sabonis has had a hell of a year so far for the Kings. Amazing. How fun is that team to watch? By the Clippers? Way. Wait, what are we doing here? Huh? No, nothing? Nothing? <laughs> No uh, Clippers talk. We're going to be talking about them into June, so we wanted to save it right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> JVT, we appreciate the time. As always, each and every Wednesday, he's our senior NBA analyst. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at me, JVT. When we come back, who's going one in the NFL draft? We've got odds associated with it next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Football fans with the conference championships upon us this weekend. It's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying bets, and you're going to get a square on the house. If the numbers in your square match the final score of the game, you win. It's that simple. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Wrapping up this edition of Big Bets here on Vincent Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. We know this is the time of year. We're talking about injury reports and smoke screens, like for, you know, who's hurt and how badly. How about the smoke screens for the NFL draft? Oh, yep. my goodness. Buckle up. It's getting closer to April before you look up. I'm seeing reports on Anthony Richardson possibly being a top 10 guy. It's not just me. It's that guy, Mel Kuyper Jr. So we talk about... How many quarter? This is the quarterback draft. This, last year, bad quarterback draft. This is what everybody says. Only one was taken, Kenny Pickett. He went 20th overall to the Steelers. Looks like a pretty good pick right now in hindsight, one year later. Looks like a great pick. Now, this year, the Bears hold the number one pick. Now, Mel Kuyper's mock draft has Jalen Carter, the big TT out of Georgia, going one, which means C.J. Stroud could go two to Ohio State. Well, wait, where's Bryce Young? Four to, to Indianapolis. To Houston, yeah. How about that? So, you know, the thought process. By the way, the betting favorite right now is still Bryce Young to go number one, to be the number one pick. He's still the betting favorite. This is what we're talking about. So many conversations are going to happen between now and then. Bryce is minus $1.35, but yet Mel Kuyper has him going four to Indianapolis. You've talked about this a lot, and I think it's really a point still worth making. That when you get to the dog and pony show, right, and everybody comes and looks at the athletes and really under a microscope, and if you're in the market for a quarterback, which Indianapolis and Houston clearly are, one guy's going to stand out when it comes to size. That's C.J. Stroud. One guy's going to come really look like the athletic, mobile guy, but smaller, and that's going to be Bryce Young. If you're the Bears, don't you have to say, hey, not only do we have the number one pick, we might trade Justin Fields. I would go to Justin Fields and I would say, listen, we're going to go in the offseason. We're going to be telling everybody we're trading you away. And we're going to use that as leverage to be Absolutely. able to get uh, a little bit more uh, in terms of draft capital for the trade. And then the other thing that would be interesting is they take him number one, Stroud, and then see if somebody's willing to give you something for him. Hmm. Or if you want to take Bryce Young, one of those two guys. Well, they need defense, right? And obviously, they they stockpiled picks, and they traded away Robert Quinn and uh, Roquan Smith, of course, who just signed that big deal with the Ravens. So they need help at D-tackle. They need help at outside linebacker, which is what Will Anderson Jr. would be out of Alabama. And I think our thought process is very similar here. If you're Ryan Poles, that's the new GM, first-year GM in Chicago, and that is we're holding all the cards. So we want defense. I don't think anybody's guessing that they don't want a Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. But they can still get their guy and trade down. And really, you're playing poker right now with Indianapolis. 
You're playing poker with Houston, who put themselves in this situation by not losing the last game of the regular season, which is still Lovey Smith isn't there. So it's uh, uh, you saw Cal McNair's reaction. Oh, he was upset. Well, if you by the way for Cal McNair, you know what you do? You fire Lovey Smith before the game. Like you put yourself. I don't blame Lovey Smith. If he's going to coach, he's going to try to win the game. But this is the predicament now Houston finds themselves in. If they want C.J. Stroud, right, if they want him, the Bears go, you know what? Indianapolis also wants him. Yeah, and what happens if Stroud's workout is so overwhelming? Like when he had the pro day last year, it wasn't his pro day, but he threw for Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, 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 this is the guy we want. Uh, here's the other thing you got to be worried about with Bryce Young. He's listed at six feet tall. If he's six, if he's six feet, I'm six five. I'm okay. I'm five ten on my driver, driver's license. The, so uh, like he's not six feet tall. No, I, exactly. He's about five ten and a half, maybe five eleven. Um, and then the bigger concern is his frame. Yeah. Right. When you got a guy who's like 300, 325 pounds landing on him, is he going to be able to recover from that? That's a real serious concern over the course of seventeen games for a starting quarterback. That is a big thing. One of the things going to be interesting to monitor out of these two guys. Let's say they wind up in Indianapolis and Houston. Their careers, these both Southern California kids, are going to be, they've known each other for a long, long time, and they're friends, so they're going to be kind of going up against each other. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out long-term in terms of where these two teams uh, wind up going. Uh, but if I'm the Bears, I'm playing poker right now, and I say, listen, Justin Fields is available for trade. Yeah. You potentially say, hey, listen, we're getting a first-round request for him, whatever it may be. But you've got – I would actually draft Stroud if you really believe the Texans want him because then they're forced into taking Bryce Young or then they make a trade. Because you know I think somebody is, will trade with you. You know what else is fascinating? This is Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft, by the way. Yeah. Look at number five. He's got Will Levis – going five to Seattle. And you go, wait a minute, Geno Smith, right? Up there for comeback player of the year. That surprises. It doesn't surprise me that Will Levis is top five pick. I don't know that I would make him a top five pick, but this is the way these go. Anthony Richardson on that first page at number nine. So when you start doing the over under on quarterbacks taken in the first round, what's that number going to be six? No, no, no. It's going to be four flat. You think it's going to be four flat. I'm taking the over. If it's four flat, because I think four are going to go in the top 10. Uh, they might go in the top 10, but who's the fifth? That's the problem. It'll right? be somebody. It'll be a wild card. You know, I, I don't there'll think be there's... another team, I think, at the back end that will take a quarterback I don't if think... four go in the top 10. I don't think there's anybody else that can go. Um, you don't in... think there's anybody else that's going to fly up that draft board? No. Like, you know, uh, you know, I, I just, I look at Richardson, that's the guy that's already flying up the draft board, right? So I don't look at Anthony Richardson as a top 10 pick. I think he will be a top 10 pick. Yeah, and I don't know which – I haven't identified which quarterback that would be to be a fifth. But if it's a flat four, I'm going to play the over. Well, the good news is if you draft Anthony Richardson in another couple of years, you'll be drafting in the top ten again. I mean, <laughs> the guy has no accuracy. Well, You're going to see his individual workout. You know what's going to happen? You're going to look at him. You go, wow, this guy looks like a prototypical 6'6", six, six, can yeah. move, can do it all. And then you're going to be like, yo, I need you to throw a 20-yard seam route, and it's going to be about 27 yards. Well, doesn't it look like Justin Fields, a big-bodied guy that can move – and you go, you know, Fields wasn't very accurate this no, year. No, but he he was far more accurate than than uh, uh, agreed, Anthony Richardson. What I'm saying in the body type, right? Because Will Levis is another guy, the body type. No, no, no. Those these guys are monsters. These compared are big to Fields. quarterbacks. Fields is about six three, two fifteen. Oh, Fields, I thought Fields, Fields was bigger than that. No, I was like six five. No, but Fields was the fastest guy on Ohio State's team. Yeah, I mean Richardson can pick. Uh, he can move, but not at the level that Fields could. However, to me, the one thing that points to why I would not tra- take Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, neither of them were particularly overwhelming in college. I get why Richardson's going pro right now mm-hmm. because you can't pass it up. The money's there. But it, it would have been beneficial for him. I don't know if necessarily when you look at under Billy Napier and that team, it would have been beneficial for him to improve as a quarterback. But if Anthony Richardson had one more year, I think he could potentially be a guy that would be a potential first overall pick. You're right. 6'3 for Justin Fields. Yeah. He's seemed bigger to me because, you know, at 5'10. Was he questioning me on a Buckeye? They, they <laughs> I'm just bigger. asking. So now I look at it and I go, your point about the Bears, the other theory is mm-hmm. that they really do want to trade Justin Fields and then keep wor- reworking these rookie deals and that that's the way to build your team instead of paying Justin Fields, who's going to come up to year three. And remember, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, they inherited Justin Fields. They Correct. might love him. Yeah. They might absolutely love him. But the bottom line is, when when they got there, he was already there. Yep. And we know how GMs and coaches like sure. to operate. They like to go, let me get my guy. Yeah. So is there a chance that the Bears, it's not even a bluff, 
that they actually do go, you know what? We do look at, say, C.J. Stroud and go, that's really the guy we do want. It's not in the realm of the possibility. Didn't uh, Arizona take Josh Rosen number 9 or 10? 10. And then they come back with Kyler Murray yep. the next year and take him one overall. Yep. And you know, the difference between Kyler Murray and Bryce Young is in terms of the, and Russell Wilson, when you look at their body types, they're much stronger. They're, they're, their lower body is so much thicker that they can take a little bit of some of that and, and they're able to break out of some of the tackles. Bryce Young's a tremendous, tremendous player, and I think he'd be the first overall pick without question if he were C.J. Stroud's size. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And again, I, I'm not saying that that's what the Bears are going to yeah. do, but I think historically you've seen that like in Arizona. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Very quickly, I know you look at these receivers. Yeah. Uh, number one receiver, first receiver drafted, Jordan Addison out of USC. Does that seem like a slam dunk to you? Because no. Quentin Johnston is also there from TCU. No, I love Quentin Johnston. I think he's tremendous, good size. I think it's going to impress. But I'll tell you, probably the best number one in this draft is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ooh. Didn't play much this year. Uh, it's unfortunate. Had, had he played in that game against Georgia, what a difference it would have made for Ohio State with him, Harrison, and Egbuka. But the guy that, if, I'm not a fantasy football player, but two guys I would keep an eye out for long-term if you do play fantasy. Mm -hmm. Zay Flowers out of BC. Uh, reminds me a little bit of um, the kid out of uh, Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Yeah. And then Josh Downs out of North Carolina. I like him a lot as well. Okay, so that's going to be an interesting market. We'll break that down much more uh, as we get there. But I do look at Jackson Smith and go, ooh, Plus 250, yeah. that might not be a bad play there not to be all. the first receiver taken overall. Very quickly, pro tip for hour number two. Again, we talked about it in the NBA, especially the numbers like you and Kelly always look at. Don't force that bet pregame if you don't like the number. You're going to get a better opportunity in-game. You're going to see it in college basketball tonight. You're going to see it in the NBA every single night. That's the pro tip for hour number two. As a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you have access to up to 20 of those a day across the VEASAN spectrum. Don't go anywhere. Final countdown is next right here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.